Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. You bring a whole bunch of stuff into the fitting room, right? And you don't want to buy it. What should you do with all those clothes? This may surprise you. It's coming up a little bit later on in the podcast. Here we go. Other people's problems. You got some issues? You want some help? Uh, We're far from being the people you should ask for help, but we got people listening that have probably been through what you're going through. We welcome Denise to the show, and we do know that divorce is kind of the topic here, but kind of fill everybody in. What do you guys got going on in your lives? Our kids in hockey. Okay. Some of the parents there, you know, we're friends with them, but we've got a couple that's gotten divorced. My husband still insists on talking to the other husband, and it's like they're getting a divorce. You can't talk to him anymore. That's the way it works. He it's safe to say that you're friends with her then. Oh, yes, absolutely, and everything is on her side for sure. I'm going to go. This is bananas to me. JJ's face is saying so much. He's a hockey guy. His family's been hockey family for a, a while. But you guys sit in a very intimate setting, right? To watch these games, you're going to come across a little bit. Like, I mean, we know people that have gotten divorced throughout the years that we've been associated with hockey. And like, uh, my wife has never looked at me and said, you can't talk to him anymore. Well, is he the one? Did he do something absolutely terrible? Or you're just saying, no, husband, you can't talk to this other guy ever again. Well, he cheated with his secretary, so oh. uh, you know, if she comes to the games, we definitely can't talk to them. Yeah. But, you know, he can wave to them in the stands, but he doesn't need to have any further conversation with them. I don't think that's being ridiculous. And I, and I do. I feel like this is ridiculous because number one, how do you know you heard he was the cheater? How do you know? I think you just kind of believe him. The person. So you just can't I mean, talk to any. Listen, somebody has usually done something wrong in most divorces. You tell me you never get to talk to that person again? If it's, I mean, he could have his version. If he says that, well, she cheated uh, a year ago and, oh, what, I can't have a pass here and she just didn't take the cheating well. I mean, there are a lot of secrets behind closed doors, but. I'm a little bit more along the lines of, have you ever been a POS to me? No? Well, then I'm going to keep talking to you. But it says a lot to the person that um, didn't do anything. You know, what if what if you really like her too? And she's like, okay, um, then you don't have enough respect for me to stay away from this person that did me and my children wrong. Y'all ever been through this? A situation where friends were getting divorced and you were forced to choose? We had to kind of do this with one of my cousins. I mean, my cousin was the POS if you, so you, you know, had to quit, quit talking to your blood relative? Um he wouldn't stop doing dumb stuff and his wife was a saint, a beautiful woman, she still is, uh raising their kids. He's like uh he works on the road, but he would just always do dumb stuff to put their family in jeopardy and it's like it's okay to you can't pick your family. You but cut you him out, huh? Yeah, a lot of a lot of people did. Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? Everybody. Other people's problems, and this is kind of what's going on in Denise's life. Our kids in hockey. 
like some of the parents there, you know, we're friends with them, but we've got a couple that's getting divorced. My husband still insists on talking to the other husband. And it's like, they're getting a divorce. You can't talk to him anymore. That's the way it works. If my wife was to tell me this, I would purposely go over and talk to the other guy more often, probably. Well, we but should like, probably say what he did. And cheated cheat. with his secretary. Yeah. But, like, that's not yours to judge from the outside. If that person, I'm, I'm just going to say this. If, it, if, it, if this happened to us, unless that guy did something wrong to me, I'm not cutting him off. I think you should think about that before you make a mistake and cheat on your wife and ruin your family. It's that scarlet letter that people will probably not talk to you anymore. Your life will be exponentially different. How you feeling, Bree? I'm pretty good. How are you? Great. Thanks for asking. You been through something like this? So I wasn't married, but I had been friends with this gentleman that I ended up dating for about 10 years. So our friend group was obviously the same amount of time. Okay. Um, and being the person that was cheated on, I guess it would probably be pretty easy for me to be hateful and say, you know, all these friends shouldn't be talking to him. He deserves that. Mm-hmm. But truthfully, I believe... If you don't know what's going on behind closed doors, it says more about you than it does about that person. If you can just completely cut somebody off, you know, in a friendship group over something. Yeah, without getting the full story. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it is the full story and he cheated, we don't know exactly what's going on in a person's life, why they do the things that they do. And I feel like it's better to just remain neutral and be friends with both parties and Mm -hmm. be respectful and, you know, explain that to them that, hey, I don't want to choose sides. I've been friends with you both for a really long time. I'm not part of this equation. Yeah, I guess I wish people would have done that for me because, unfortunately, I was the innocent per- party and people decided to cut friendships. That really meant a lot to me, oh. you know, but the people that stuck around, that really showed me that they were true friends and it mm-hmm. didn't really matter both sides. So I think the perfect scenario would be that you guys handle stuff privately and everybody goes about their business as normal because there are still kids involved and there's still the rumblings in sports families that could be detrimental to like a kid and, and how they feel about their whole situation. Their life was just turned upside down. So to maybe play this, whose side are you on might not be the best. Exactly. And there's always having a private conversation and letting that person know, Hey, what you did was really crappy, you know, but uh, just not, before yeah. we let you go, Brie, uh, and tell me if it's none of my damn business, but how are you, uh, like, uh, dating someone for 10 years and not married? Uh, we didn't date for 10 years. We were oh. best friends for 10 years oh. and then dated for two. I got okay. you. Okay, I so, get that. Wow. Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it was something that completely changed my life. I had been kind of a habitual dater until then and then realized, you know, I don't need somebody to be happy. I need to make myself happy first yes. and whole. And now I've been single for about seven years ready to go back out maybe and mingle but i think i'm just in a better place it's horrible out there you don't want to go back out there it's death i mean the dating apps (laughs) are horrible i just i don't know i pray for you girl hey give me a couple of things that you're looking for now that you're ready to get back out into the world what are the two most important things that this next guy will have uh, probably a family-oriented person. I have a 13-year-old who is my absolute life okay. and yeah. world. And definitely somebody that's open to communication being honest. I know people say that they are, but I don't know. I think that that's kind of a fleeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're okay on. You're okay simply dying alone? Um, <laughs> I don't joking, know about I'm alone. Joking, I'm joking. I feel, yeah. 
my life is very full with volunteering and different friends and things like that. But, you know, if somebody could bring something positive to the table, I wouldn't say no. You sound like a catch. Does that mean you do stuff without getting paid? Yes. It's a concept. Yes, I do. What is that? I do. Why would you ever do something like that? <laughs> Let me text your wife. She'll she'll show that's you more a, opportunities that's, than that's, volunteer. No wonder you can't fight a guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is where you can take the time to say sorry for anything. Anything. Recent. I'm sorry. In the past. So that one woman apologized for something that happened almost three decades prior. Everybody has something deep down that they should be sorry for. Mm-hmm. Cat always leads the way because she has the most to be sorry for. Um, I guess I just want to apologize to my mom because when we were at the mall this past weekend, like her favorite scent is avocado at Body Works, Bath and Body Works. Okay. And we stopped in there and they had all these gift sets. And I grabbed the avocado because it's one of my favorites. And she had to get the almond milk scent because I grabbed the last one. And she's like, I don't know. And she didn't even see what scent I got. And I said, no, I had to grab the rosé because uh, they didn't have any avocado. And she doesn't know. So, and she'll never know. She doesn't listen to my show. She doesn't even know what station I'm on. I'm going to text her right away. Yeah, I bet. I bet you would. Guess who took the last avocado scented lotion. You'd go find it in my purse and you'd send her a picture. So, sorry, mom, I lied. They did have avocado, and I took it. In this, the season of giving, the season of forgiveness, the I season know. of love. It's not lost on me. Just, but that know, was horrible pretty, daughter. That was pretty minimal, okay? I like to set the tone because I don't have a ton to be sorry for. I don't do things daily to be sorry for. Jason, we're sorry today, right? I do really bad, actually. Tell us. Uh, I want to apologize to Matt from high school. Okay. For... Uh, super gluing him to the toilet seat. You did not pull that basic ass prank on somebody. How how was I'm the glue still wet and how did you time it just right? Because every single day after lunch he went to the bathroom as soon as he was done. Okay, so he was a scheduled pooper. Got it. Very scheduled to the minute. And uh, we, uh, me and two other buddies <coughs> excuse me me and two other buddies just waited for him to get done and uh i was the, i was the one that put the glue on the seat and as soon as he was walking in i was coming out of the stall oh my god and did it do permanent damage like they had to cut him off of that thing or i'm not 100 percent sure i do know the fire department came <laughs> you know you're telling this story i can hear the smile on your face so you are you're not you're not sorry. I was sorry until you just said that. <laughs> now, really, did he ever find out it was you? No, and I'm still and I'm Facebook friends with him right now. Oh, um, how does yeah. his life turning out? I mean, is he okay? Do you think that this caused permanent um, damage? Man, it's not. I don't know. It's not good. <laughs> Last night. Kat had uh, divulged a couple of seconds ago that she was opening presents because she's Jewish. I never said that. No, she's not celebrating Hanukkah. She's just wrecking Christmas for the rest of the Christians. Um, It affects not one person 
outside of my home, and well, everybody in my house is on board. So I'm therefore, I'm pretty sure you're wrecking Santa's birthday here. <laughs> okay. Well, it's less for him to do. True Christians are going to be angry when they find out that Cat has decided to tarnish the good tradition of opening gifts on Jesus's birthday. Back to opening gifts on whose birthday was it yesterday? Who do we celebrate? Um, George's birthday. We did. We George's there was not brother. one single important person <laughs> yesterday that had a birthday, but yet you found a way to convince your family to start opening gifts two weeks early. Uh, it took a lot of convincing. Please, like they were all on board. We're sitting. Well, Derek a, wasn't like completely on board, but we're sitting in a staff meeting yesterday, and we always start by doing good news. What's good? What's good in your life? Cat's good news is gonna start opening Christmas presents tonight. And I'm like, wait, what? Because it's December eleventh. Don't you remember that I used to do it a day after Thanksgiving? I can't wait. I thought you would continue to mature and grow. No. As the years I, went on. I grew for nine years and now I got Liam on board and he's like, let's do it. Well, it's this. tough to convince an eleven year old to start opening Christmas presents two weeks early. Well, and so this is your guys' tradition is now you're going to open yeah. uh, a Christmas gift every night until Christmas or they're gone? So I only have four nights left. I only have four gift bags left. So you're going to be, I'll be done, done a week before but Christmas. But that's okay. I love gifting my kid and my husband's. I think you I love, love opening gifts more than you love that. That couldn't be further I from the truth. I think it is. Then why do you have to start two weeks early? Because I want to get it done. And I love, I love getting stuff from them because you know it's the list i made so i wanted my so, under eye patches I, I i think i'm getting a mug you know what i got last night yeah got what'd you get last night new headphones for my my treadmill stranger things walk right on and they like suction to the side of my head yeah. and the other ones were like all loosey-goosey and then there was they fell so there was something loose inside that was rattling around and so see these are things that i need I've purged my house of stuff that we don't need anymore. And now everything that comes in is so thoughtfully bought. So I got a lot of face masks. I got under eye patches. Oh, you got lots of stuff. Forever young. Yep. I actually got to open two presents. See? God, it just, it's, you get further and further from the yeah. true meaning of Christmas every single day. No, it brought us such joy. Isn't that what the holiday season is all no, about? it's to celebrate the birth. I got Derek a cup holder, a phone holder. So it's a cup. It, it goes into your cup mm-hmm. and then it's a phone holder. Yeah. Is it, uh, is it made by, um. The ones that do the mats, yeah, they yeah, hold the mats. Yeah, Trish has those for her car. They're amazing. It's actually really, really cool. Very uh, sturdy. So he's excited to use that. He has just broke. So perfect timing. And then I got Liam new ski goggles, which he's going to use this Friday for Powder Ridge. And then he got some new kicks. Is anybody is anybody else doing this? That's what I'd like to know. Is anybody opening else opening gifts early? A lot of people open gifts. Is early. anybody else giving the middle finger to Jesus and opening <laughs> your gifts? Two weeks early because you just can't wait. You know who is smiling? Jesus was like this. I wonder what's in that one. And he was waiting with me. While you tell me I Jesus unwrapped... doesn't know what's in your gifts? No. No, he's got other stuff going on. The world is a dumpster fire. <laughs> he's got other priorities. And I'm a little break for him. I'm a happy little break. He, come, he, he joined us for 15 minutes. The 15 minutes it took to unwrap a couple of gifts. Got Derek some uh, cool sweatpants. 
gray sweatpants, ladies. So back off. Am I wrong here? (laughs) When you're listening to this right now, did it make you angry to know that Kat has convinced her family to start opening gifts two weeks early? Does it make you angry because you're not getting any gifts? No, it just, uh, it it genuinely bothers me. I don't know why, but it it bothers me that you just can't roll with the rest of society. In In an honored tradition of thousands of years, we wait till the day of Jesus's birth mm-hmm. to celebrate. I actually think if you think about it, that's quite selfish of us to unwrap gifts for us on his birthday. Like I would rather. It's a representation of the gifts that were brought to him. We always have a cake for him. <laughs> we do. Call my mother-in-law. She'll light candles. We sing. We say, bless his food for the nourish in our body and our body for that sake keeping. We give you all the praise in Jesus name. Amen. And then we eat the cake. I want to be good this time of the year, and I want to be unangry, but this has got me really pissed. That's so weird. On the live show Wednesday, it would be a great idea for you to be up early with us at 635. Not only can we give you $500 cash, but take us to see Pitbull, Enrique Iglesias, and Ricky Martin, 635 Wednesday morning. Let's get you back into the podcast now. Does he get... From Liam or yourself, like the rest of us dads, get socks and underwear for Christmas? I can't tell you that, but yes, he's getting underwear. So the reason I ask is I have posted on our Facebook page that if you're a dude and you're waking up today, and listen, I have uh, have, have workout socks and I have work socks. Mm -hmm. My workout socks usually are the ones that got like a hole in them somewhere, but I can twist it so that it ends up just on the bottom of my foot. And then eventually when the rest of the sock starts wearing out and more than two toes pop through, mm. then I, I got to kick. And then same with underwear. I got like some workout underwear yeah. and I got my regular underwear and I'm in desperate need of an upgrade on all of them. But I posted on our Facebook page. If you're a guy, hang in there. Just two more weeks. Don't go out and buy socks or underwear. But is there a female equivalent to that? Guys, we will wear underwear out until they're just a small piece of fabric. Same with our socks. And we will wait on Christmas. Is there a female equivalent to our socks and underwear? I think if you know what kind of underwear your wife sports, then go ahead and uh, shoot your shot. But doesn't she always just go buy whatever? Don't women just go buy underwear when they need underwear? Yeah, I think. What's the equivalent? Like what do you wait out? Then beauty stuff, like face face creams. Right. And like you're ever going to get the right thing. Yes, Derek did. It's. Are you an idiot? Mm-hmm. Do I need to hold your hand and bring you to like TJ Maxx and just pick up? I would never know what to get. Face masks? How would you not know what to get? How am I supposed to know what she How likes? did you get here today? Mm-hmm. Like it, you just go in and you really can't get wrong stuff there. Mm-hmm. Like she'll like it. It's mm-hmm. pretty stuff. All right. I did. Uh, I was laying in bed and I was looking at Amazon and there was like an underwear deal like the boxer briefs that he likes. And I said, do you need more underwear? And he comes upstairs. He's like, I don't know. And he bent down to look in his underwear drawer. And I'm like, I can see your brain. Like you need, (laughs) you need new underwear. And so I just ordered them. So he's going to probably unwrap them tonight. So, yeah. The romance you guys have always just makes me appreciate. Right. Exactly. what you got going on. Where's your favorite place to shop right now? Oh man, I love, yeah. no, I don't get my clothes really from TJ Maxx, maybe Target. Okay, so you go into Target, you got five different shirts that you're going to try on. You're committed to getting one for Liam's Christmas pageant, and you know you want a new shirt, and you go in there with five, and you unfold them, you put them on, sometimes you take the pins out of them and everything like that, and 
You put this is the one. I like this shirt. With those four other shirts, what do you do? I give it back to the lady that says, "Oh, just leave it." What here. if that lady? What if there's no lady there? Then sometimes I'll bring it back to the areas, but I'm notorious, and I'm really working on it year to year, not leaving retail where it doesn't belong. Like I don't leave pizzas by the tank tops or anything like that. Right. But, but, but with those unused clothes, you just I just leave it at the desk. My entire life, I was always told to refold those clothes. Uh-huh. Do not make a mess if you're not going to buy them. Okay. Then I read this morning, this is from people in retail and their frustrations of the holiday season. See, I think this is an important topic because people do do a lot of things, and this will help them throughout the year. They want know. those clothes just left there because you're never going to fold them the right way. I know. That's why I leave them there. It creates more work for the staff, so don't feel bad about not refolding your clothes. Also, never undress a mannequin ever was thrown in there. And I thought this was something I have never, ever taken anything off a mannequin because I thought, oh, that's the last one. I think I would always at least ask somebody like, hey, you don't have this in my size, but the mannequin does. Can you grab that for me? But I didn't know that you weren't supposed to refold. I can every time that I've ever taken anything into the dressing room, if I'm not going to buy it, I fold it up nicely, and I put it back on the shelf. You're not supposed to do that, apparently. Now you know. Now you know how many people swear and take your name in vain because you do something that bothers them. I didn't, I've never worked retail retail, so I don't know the frustration of, like, walking through and making sure all the sizes look great, and then somebody's walking behind you and putting the larges with the smalls. I'm sure that it would be upsetting. No, I have. When there's like only one thing of my size left, if I wasn't prepared to buy it at that time or like I was going to get it on the way out. Yeah. I have done that where I've moved it into a spot where it didn't belong because it was only one left. Yeah. Hmm. But I didn't know you weren't supposed to refold anything. Now, you know, give it back. They'll fold it. They know how to do it. It's their job. What's trending? What's trending? Trending is Donna Dierico. Do you remember Mm, her from Baywatch? Hubba hubba ding ding. Back in the mid-90s, she was also Playboy Playmate of the Month. She is the first cousin of a lady I used to work with in Duluth. Really? Yeah. Um, She has aged very well. Mm. Uh, She has an OnlyFans platform where it started off with just her and her bikini. And now she has like one of her biggest requests is from men for them to pretend like they are her boyfriend. Take a picture of you right now. I want to see what you look like right now. And I'm like, well, I don't have any makeup on. My hair's in ponytail and I'm kind of in sweats. I don't care. I want to see that. So they like that because I think mm. it gives them kind of that, what I call the the girlfriend experience. Yeah. So they, they feel like an exclusivity almost, like they know her. But back in the day, she was like the bee's knees. Who was your Big team crush. Super back. Cooper. Mini Cooper Win- or Winnie. Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper. And there was a whole lot of loving on. I really thought Lisa Turtle had it going on too. I don't know what that phrase means, but it grossed mm-hmm. me out just there. So <laughs> good job. Like me some Lisa Turtle and some Super Cooper. I would say Devin Sawa for sure. Um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Andrew Keegan, Freddie Prince Jr., they were all in my Tiger Beat. Even Luke Perry. I think Luke Perry was a little bit older. He was me, 97 he was so at that time. Man, he was just smoldering. Jason Priestley, too. I'll, and, and I'm sure if you're a little bit younger than me, you're like, who the H are these people? But 
Who was the teen heartthrob that stole your attention? Maybe you had them all over your walls. Was it Donna Dierico? Who was it? Go ahead and text it because she is what's trending. Good morning to Braxton. He joins the show. Texted us earlier, and if I got this right, you kind of got the hots for one of the girls you're working with, right? Yeah, so I just got a relationship like six or seven months ago, and I kind of feel ready to take the next step and just start dating again. Yeah. And uh, there's a girl at my work, and I feel like I'm starting to get the vibe that she might be into me. I talked to my sister, and everything I said, my sister was like, yeah, that's definitely the move. So I'm okay. kind of thinking now is the time to say something. So when I saw your text come through, I looked on Cosmo, and I found some signs that should insinuate that you should make a move. Oh, and because it's on Cosmo, this yeah. is the actual Bible. It so is the Bible. Actually. So I'm going to go through these. I want you to say yes or no. And if we get more Y's than N's, I think you should just go for it. Okay, cool. Okay. Does she consistently make eye contact with you? Like you guys kind of always catch each other. I'm thinking, yeah, tons of eye contact. Oh. Pretty regularly, too. Okay. Like, all right. Um, let's see here. She likes to engage in your social media posts. Are you guys even friends on social yet? Not friends on social. I okay. don't necessarily have the last name, but not yet, yeah. Okay. Wait, um, you said you don't have the last name yet? Maybe it's like, hey, this is Kelsey, or I don't know. Adi, oh, my God. No, you Yeah, you got to find that out. You got to find out the last <laughs> name first. All right. Anyways, What if ahead. it's like... A fart or worm or something. Or Hitler. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. She wants to be near you. Like in meetings? Does she try to uh, sit by you? Yeah. Almost any meeting we have where we end up in a conference room, I'm at least like a seat or two next to her. And no way. You know, I think that's pretty, pretty normal. All right. And then the last one is she smiles at you a lot. I'd say so. I'd say I get a couple smiles. Yeah, I think so. I would say, but we're at work, so it's hard to smile. Hot damn, yeah. we got to go for yeah, it, dude. You got to push up on this before the holiday. Listen, <laughs> it, but it, no, okay. So here's my here's my piece of advice as a guy that's been married for a long, long time, looking looking out for you guys, you younger bucks. Here's what you do: you slowly work towards this, but don't make a major move till after Christmas, and that way you don't have to buy the Christmas gift. Oh my God. Okay, stick with mine. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks, guys. The Playhouse Podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.